reduce your liabilities, increase your assets. And that is the quote of the day. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode. We talk about all things money mindset. And today's featured speaker is Mr. Jim Rome. Before we get to Jim, got a quick announcement for you. Um, next week, we may not have any new episodes. So if it's Monday and you look at your feed and there's nothing there but old episodes, uh, it just means I'm taking the week off. Um, doing this podcast as well as my interview podcast is really time consuming. And I'm working on a couple other projects I am working on putting together a money mindset program. I've got my next mastermind sessions live event coming up in a couple of weekends. And we've also got the Jerf Bar, which is actually really coming out. It's being processed literally as you listen to this right now. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So I may take next week off from this podcast, but I will be back the following Monday. Today, Jim is talking about three tips. Actually, you know what? It's two tips for getting your financial independence on. He's talking about keeping strict accounts. And he also talks about developing a new attitude when it comes to your bills, when it comes to your taxes, and when it comes to your giving. Here's Jim. Here's two or three more parts to financial independence. Number one, keep strict accounts. This is the best of disciplines. Keep strict accounts. Did you ever hear this expression? I don't know where it all goes. Did you ever hear that? I don't know where it all goes. Oh, we'd love to have you run our company. You don't know where it all goes. Whoa. Did you ever hear this? It just gets away from me. It just seems it just gets away from me. Uh, we'd love to turn the world over you. It just gets away from you. On, you got to have better disciplines than that. Let that be the 90%. Let that be the scenario of the 97%, but don't let it be your scenario. Don't let it become your philosophy. Keep strict accounts. Next, a new attitude. I had to develop a new attitude as well as new concepts. Here's what I used to say. I hate to pay my taxes. Shelf said, well... That's one way to live. I thought, well, doesn't everybody hate to pay their taxes? He said, no. No, a few of us have gotten way past that. He says, once you understand what taxes are, here's what taxes are in our governmental system in our society. Taxes is how you care and feed the goose that lays the golden eggs. Democracy and liberty and freedom, free enterprise. Wouldn't you want to feed the goose that lays the golden eggs? Somebody says, well, the goose eats too much. That's probably true. I understand that. <laughs> of course that's true. But see, better a fat goose than no goose. And here's the truth be known. We all eat too much. Let not one appetite accuse another. Of course the government needs to go on a diet. So do most of us. 
But hey, you still have to care and feed the goose that lays the golden eggs once you understand that that's what it's for. See, it is so important, the right attitude. Here's what I used to say. I hate to pay my bills. You open up the mails, nothing but these window envelopes. Bills, I hate to pay my bills. Shelf said, well, that's one way to live. I said, well, doesn't everybody hate to pay their bills? He said, no, some of us are way beyond that. I said, is it possible to love to pay your bills? He said, yes. Reduce your liabilities, increase your assets. Wouldn't you love to do that? So start a whole new attitude here. Next time you pay $100 on an account, put a little note in there and say, with great delight, I send you this $100. <laughs> I mean, they don't get many letters like that. <laughs> Reduce my liabilities, increase my assets. My picture's changing, my picture's improving. I love to pay my bills, keep the money in circulation, pay my taxes, feed the goose that lays the golden eggs. It's a matter of attitude. And here's the last on attitude. Everybody must pay. Of course, life is called opportunity, but life is called price. But we must all pay, we must all share. One of the classic stories of all time from ancient Bible script says, Jesus one day and his disciples were standing by the church treasury, synagogue treasury, watching people as they came by and put their offering in the treasury. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Jesus and his disciples standing by the treasury while everybody walks by. Jesus says, how much was that? How much was that? Hmm, interesting. And the story said some people came by, put in big amounts. Some people came by, put in modest amounts, average amounts. And the story says then a little lady comes by and puts in two pennies in the treasury. Jesus says to his disciples, look at that. Look at that. His disciples said two pennies, two pennies. What's two pennies? Jesus said, no, you don't understand. She gave more than everybody else. They said two pennies is more than everybody else. He said, yes because I'm certain that her two pennies represented most of what she had. And if you give most of what you have, then you've given the most. Wow, what a lesson to learn. It's not the amount. It's what it represents of your life that counts. Now let me give you the wisdom of the scenario that did not occur. And this is the greatest of wisdom. And in my own particular peculiar brilliance, I have the ability to record for you what was not recorded in the scenario of the story. <laughs> Here's what did not occur, which may teach us one of the greatest of the wise things that was taught in this scenario. Here's what did not occur in the scenario. Jesus did not reach into the treasury and get this little lady's two pennies and run after her and say, here, little lady, my disciples and I have decided that you're so pitiful and you're so poor that we've decided to give you back your two pennies. I'm telling you that did not occur. If it would have occurred, she would have been, would have been what? Insulted. She would have rightfully said, I know my two pennies aren't much, but it represented most of what I had. And would you insult me by not letting me contribute what I wanted to contribute, even if it's only two pennies? I'm telling you that did not occur. Here's part of the wisdom of the story that was not recorded. Jesus left her pennies in the treasury, meaning everybody has to pay, even if it's only pennies. That's the key. 
And whether you start with pennies or whether you start with dollars or whether you start with nothing, remember, part of the scenario is to spend, of course. Part of the scenario is to invest and part of the scenario is to show a profit and part of the scenario is to help take care of people who can't take care of themselves. If you'll set up your own philosophy, I'm not asking you to buy my philosophy. I'm not asking you to adopt my numbers. I'm only wanting to provoke you to think for you to come up with a splendid economic philosophy that's got you up early and got you up late, it's got you thinking and pondering ways to use your resources and turn it into the dreams you want for the future. That was Jim Rohn. His website is jimrohn.com. Today's clip comes from Jim's audio program, The Art of Exceptional Living, available at nightingale.com as well as audible.com. If you want to learn more about developing a better money mindset, you can listen to my interview, this week's interview on the Sean Croxton Sessions. That's my interview podcast with Jen Sincero. She wrote a really good book called You Are a Badass at Making Money, Master the Mindset of Wealth. So that's available on my other podcast, the Sean Croxton Sessions. Check that one out. And that's it for me. I may see you next Monday. I may not. And so I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will see you next time. Peace. 